Hello, you are listening to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. In this episode, we're going to be tackling the idea of identity. Right. What is it? <laughs> Maybe tackling is a little too strong of language. Uh, yeah. We're going to be discussing <laughs> identity. Yes. But before we jump into today's conversation, just want to say a huge thank you and let you know that this podcast is brought to you by the members over at JensenAV.club. And we actually have a few new crew member shout outs. Um, we have Martin Cliff joined us as a crew member. Florian Binkhofer has joined us as a crew member. A new staff member, Parker D. Roth. And our associate producers are Greg Stratton, Greg and Christy Jensen, and Karen Carmen. And this podcast is produced by Christian B. Schmidt. Thank you. Yeah, just a big thank you to uh, all of the new members of the Jensen AV Club and all the members in general. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out the Jensen AV Club and maybe become a member yourself and help us continue to make this art, all art, all work takes resources mm -hmm. and to produce the things that we do to the level that we like to do them it takes resources and they have to come from somewhere <laughs> and so by partnering with you guys we're able to reduce the amount of consumerism that we play into that we bring on to the podcast and put into our videos yeah. and we can really focus on creating the art that you love instead of finding brands that want to pay us <laughs> and that we also align with because those are few and far between. Yeah. Um, so if you go over to JensenAV.club, you can join at, for as little as $5 a month just as a thank you. Or you can jump into some higher tiers to get yourself access to exclusive bonus content, uh, Sarah's monthly newsletter, a monthly live stream, a bunch of other things, and also all the way up to uh, personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with either one of us. So if you want to... Check it out. Again, just go over to JensenAV.club. All right. So jumping into identity. I think we can probably start off like a little lighter and just... Do you think identity is too heavy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can start off with like a light question of what is identity? <laughs> yeah. I am... Um half feel like I'm the wrong person for this conversation <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, so if, if you were to, if identity, you know, mm -hmm. what, what is it? Is your identity and who you are, um, you know, is it your job? Is it well, the, the things you're interested in? Is it the food you eat? Is right. it like what ultimately makes up you? I think that it's really weird because I think identity is those, all of those things, but also definitely is not any of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like identity is kind of this elusive thing to me. And I mean, it is, it, it does have to do with like, I mean, you are who you are, right? So like your interests and your traits and your whatever is going to be different than mine, 
and that is your identity. But at the same time, there's something like so much deeper and so much um, more human that I feel like isn't describable. And that's actually what your identity is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, well, let's, if we stripped, like, if we stripped those things away. Your interests and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, take away your job. Yeah. Take away your, you know, hobbies. Mm-hmm. Take away, let's say, even your friends. Mm-hmm. Take away your family. family. Um, so whenever you're down to that, um, I think of like, one, you have your gender. Yeah. So obviously for me, I would identify as male. Mm-hmm. So that's part of my identity is that I am a man. And then I am a white man. So right. is that the core of my identity? Is that my the external presentation of no. my humanness? Is that I am a, a light-skinned penis holder? Okay. <laughs> First of all, no. <laughs> I would say those are identifiers. Not, not holding I- my penis. I have one. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I... <laughs> I would say those are identifiers, not identity. Isn't that different? Yeah, I mean, it. But I think identity is again, it's like an on a different level. It's like humanity. It's not. It's not a definable thing. I think, or maybe maybe what I'm trying to say is it's more mysterious and more um, beautiful than than the practical. I am male, I am whatever, like, do you know, I don't know. I I feel like I'm the wrong person for this conversation on so many levels. I mean, if if you took away the fact that, so we took all that stuff away. Yeah. Take away the fact that you are also white. Mm -hmm. Take away the fact that you're a female. Mm -hmm. Where, like, is your identity found by stripping everything away Mm-hmm. And there's what's left, or is your identity made up of the pieces of all of those things? And it's a conglomerate of you being a white female living in New York, artist, Enneagram Four, like brown hair, brown eyes, uh, like right, you know, like what, where is it? None of those things, and all of those things. Yes, that's what I think. Because I, I think that. Um, I, I think that you do get who you are from those things, right? Like, I mean, there's a piece of me that is uh, finds a bit of identity in the fact that, like, I'm now living in New York City. Like, that says something about who I am, right? But then also, that has nothing to do with me, on a on a more human basic level (laughs) right so i think it's both and so the dictionary definition of identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is yeah the characteristics determine who or what a person or thing is i think the question or the trouble i have with identity is that i have never had a strong identity. So like it's hard for me to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. 
you know? So as I, I mean, as I think about identity, it is very difficult for me Mm -hmm. to separate how I think about identity and my uh, worldview of being a Christian. Well, yes, because Christianity is about finding your identity in God, right? Right. So as we continue this conversation, one, I I, I will be talking about, uh, you know, my personal uh, thoughts and feelings about identity as it revolves around my identity in Christianity, Mm -hmm. because I think ultimately that is a huge part of who I am, which I would, you know, venture to say means that's a huge part of my identity. But I also want to explore identity in in this topic with religious ambiguity of just ultimately who are we? Yeah. With, by removing, you know. Right. Because whenever I think about the question of, that I was posing of, if you take away my job, take away friends, family, gender, sexuality and right. you know race you can take away all those things what is left and for me like personally it is that it, it is my what's left is my identity in christ my identity in my faith in jesus which is ultimately what i personally choose to put my identity in mm-hmm. and you know we can get into those wise um you know, at some point, but, you know, I, th- I think that for me is kind of the uh, core of, of this conversation for me. Yeah, but I mean, I agree, but on the like, not the opposite side, but well, I'll just say I grew up in church, you know, the same. I have the same um, beliefs as you, but I, again, I have never had a strong identity. So I don't know. And like, I don't. I mean, I'd like to say I try to find my identity in Jesus, but I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So because I don't know if it's true or not, because I've never had a strong identity. So like, I've never been very confident in that, in who I am. So I don't know. I guess all that to say, I have the same beliefs as you, but I do think I might have a different viewpoint in identity. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I mean, some of the things that I would say is your, whenever you put your identity in external validation, one of the main things though, is whenever you put your identity in the validation yeah. of others. I definitely think regardless, validation of others is a very big no. <laughs> yeah, and but that is the, I think, the biggest thing that most people 100%. find their identity in. 100%. Is that if you are looking for your, who you are, the core of you, is in external validation of you know, other man's opinion, it's like other human's opinion is the fact that humans fail. 
Right. Well, so that think- means that whenever, whenever those people wrong you, you are hurt to your core. Right. Because you have you have built your core around those those opinions, those ideas. Well, I think we're also looking to other people to tell us who we are, mm-hmm. which is wrong because one, they can't know you like you know you. And they don't even know themselves. None of us, actually. We're all, like, running around looking for who we are. So, like, to ask somebody else to tell you is is futile. Like, it's not going to work. And that's exactly what we're doing by seeking validation. Um, Also, when you're seeking external validation, you're, you're putting this stuff out there and you're like, please tell me I'm this, right? That's kind of what we're saying. We're like, please tell me that this is who I am. And when they come back with something different, you're like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then that's where you're like hurt to the core because who you are to them is not who you were hoping you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, external validation is not the answer. Um, I also think this is a common conversation, but like putting your... Um, identity in a job is not who you are and will always disappoint Um, because again though probably because of external circumstances there's like a a obligation and a level of productivity and a level of producing that you have to do and when you don't meet that that takes a your identity takes a hit Mm -hmm. um so I don't, yeah. Yeah, I also think with, with the job, you are not a what. Yeah, totally. You are a who. Yeah. And so you are not what you do. Right. And whenever people, you know, in our American society, we have this, you know, the number one question you get is, you know, maybe even before what's your name is. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? And you... All of our, whenever your identity is wrapped up in what you do, then your your self worth, your self confidence, is completely shaped by how others perceive what you do and how you perceive how well you are doing what you do. Right. And then in the you know maybe there's a moment in your life where what you do is taken away. You, you're fired, you're laid off, the industry you're in no longer exists, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the what you do is taken away. And whenever it is, you shouldn't be left feeling like you are no longer you, you no longer exist because what you did is gone. And that's why for me, I find it so important to find my validation, to find my identity. Mm Mm-hmm. In something that is much larger than myself and external, um, or I guess in in other worldly human like things, because at the end of the day, if something like that is taken away, something I love, like absolutely love what I do, but if what I do is taken away from me, I know that I still have the the self-worth and self-confidence of being a child of God is, is of who you are. Yeah. Of, of what, like who that's what I build my identity on is that I am a child of God and mm-hmm. that 
there is nothing that can take that away from me. And there is nothing that can, I guess, add or, mm-hmm. you know, that that is the core. Yeah. I, I'm, tr- I'm struggling with like a Language. beautiful sentence to talk about that. You know? <laughs> Poetry. Right. It kind of goes with, there's a quote that I wish I could find it, but I couldn't find it. Um, and it's, it's basically a quote on that. It's uh, saying like, you are not a writer. You are someone who writes. Mm-hmm. You are not a, I don't know. A banker. A banker, yeah. You are someone who does banking. Like, it's very much, uh, I think we look at it the wrong, we look at our professions the wrong way. Like, you are you are not a filmmaker. You are Cody, who is, who is in film, right? right? Like who makes films, who or, makes yeah. films. Like it's, it's, um, because yeah, like you are not what you do. You are who you are. Um, I mean, I think what you do makes up a piece of who you are, but it is not the whole. Yeah. But my question there would be, does what I do is mm-hmm. being a filmmaker. Does that make up a piece of, my external identity, meaning my personality or my mm-hmm. outward facing image of who Cody is, mm-hmm. or in the, is it also an internal identity? Um, I mean, I would say a lot of the things that we do that we project outward are internal, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a reason that you became a filmmaker, designer, photographer, creative. It's like something internal that you are expressing outwardly. Um, I think it's a little more easy, at least, and maybe it's just because this is like the fields that we are in, but I think it's easier to get it all mixed up and create more creative fields Mm -hmm. um, because art is kind of a piece of you. Like the art that you put out, it's like a, a piece of you're trying to express something there's like a piece of you that you need to like express right so it's kind of i think gets a little muddier in the creative arts field as far as like identity versus like Mm -hmm. what you do um but i still think like if you can figure out how to be like I am a person who writes regardless of if this person agrees with what I write or not, or if right. this person likes what I write or not. Um, it doesn't change the fact that I am a person who writes. Um, if you can get to that place, that's that's golden. Yeah. I think about this and I think, is there ultimately, is there anything wrong with identifying with pieces of what you do? Um, as long as you are ultimately aware. I think it all depends on how you relate to it. Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing wrong. I mean, like, I 1000% don't know who I would be without my love of words. Mm -hmm. Like, legitimately, I don't really know. Like, it kind of terrifies me to even think about, like, not having them, right? Yeah. So I think that it's okay if like you identify and not just like me writing words, but just words in general, mm-hmm. like books and quotes and like beautiful sentences. Like, I don't know who I would be if I couldn't read those things, yeah. you know? So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like 
identifying with pieces of that. It's just like how you identify. Again, it's I'm not a writer. I'm a person who writes, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I think about that, because I would say I do find a lot of my identity in creating. Yeah. I mean, I would think you'd be crazy not to because what it's what it's your whole life. (laughs) Right. Like I, you know, there are all sorts of different types of creating that I love, but ultimately like I do find a lot of my identity in just creating things in, you know, I love visual Mm -hmm. um, mediums, but ultimately like if that was all stripped away, it's, I think about uh, would I still be content with who I am? Well, that's, that's the question, right? Of like, okay, but what is identity? Mm -hmm. Is it, I think it's both. And I think it's all of the things that externally that make up who you are, but there's also things internally that make up who you are that you can't, I think is really difficult to put into words. Yeah. I mean, so, and I think it's, I think it, it's easier for us to say like, oh, I'm a filmmaker. Right. Instead of like, Oh, I'm a person. Like, right. We don't know. It's it's hard because we don't have um, external language right. to describe who we are. Yes. Without describing what we do. You know, if, if people, you know, sit, it, basically, there's no succinct way of doing that. Mm-hmm. To, dis- to say who we are takes a relationship. Yeah. And you can't build a relationship at a networking event. Right. You build a connection. Right. And those connections are built on like-minded interest or like-minded goals or you can get something out of each other right a mutual yeah benefit and so it's like whenever somebody you know in those situations and you're talking about you know getting to know somebody you get to know them through their external validations or their external mm-hmm. personality traits whatever you want to say right and so, i mean i um that's more of a question that literally i'm just processing right now of just is part of it because we we don't have the language to express it. I mean, I think a little bit of it is. I also think that vulnerability plays in plays a part in there too. Mm-hmm. Like when I meet someone, I'm not going to be like uh, spilling my guts. Like I, I mean, <laughs> maybe I would if I felt I I kind of uh, judge. Safe. Yeah, I mean, there have been a few times where I like meet someone and then 30 minutes later, I'm telling him my whole life story. But that's that's rare um but i'm not i'm not gonna meet someone and be like oh my god i don't know who i am what are we all doing here what what's earth about you know like i'm not gonna like talk about all of the existential things with somebody i just met i'm gonna say like oh yeah i'm a writer Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) right but what that actually means is that i'm just trying to like figure out the answers or maybe you figure out how to live with the questions like but you can't say that to people, right? Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and not just terrifying for you to be that vulnerable, but like terrifying for the other person of like, uh, yeah, <laughs> who's this crazy? You know, like you don't want to. It's like I love you on the first date. Yeah. You don't want to make somebody uncomfortable. Also have four kids. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to make somebody uncomfortable either. So I think that we're all like maybe even a little too scared to say who we are. I, you know, think about myself and the 
you know, being made to create, like is what I feel Mm -hmm. is, you know, I feel that who I was designed to be is somebody who creates Um, and thinking about, you know, I say that I, I put my, you know, identity and I put my core in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But if I was stripped of my ability to create and I had to be, I don't know, anything else to, (laughs) you know, make a living or whatever, would I truly be want like left with that and be like, I mean... I, I still am strong and uh, self-confident and, and, and fulfilled in who I am in Christ. Like, Is I, that true? Is that true? Yeah. Part of me thinks yes. Part of me thinks no. Because the part of me that thinks no is is thinking about the, the just the mere fact of taking away my ability to create. Right. Um, but then I also have a lot of... I mean, there's, you know, basically decades of like church tradition built into these opinions of just like who I am and who I was made to be through God. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like God made me to, well, I feel like he made all of us to create. Yes. Um, and, you know, it, it would, as as m- myself and as I believe that I am made in the image of God, the creator, it's like, there's all of these other thoughts that come in. So it's kind of a complicated Right notion to think about not being able to create, but okay. Well, I, let's just say like maybe your ability to create isn't taken away, but your ability to make a living on what you create is taken away, and so you have to go yeah get a regular job that doesn't involve creativity. Yeah. Right, like I mean, if I was like digging trenches or something, I feel like I would lose myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can definitely say that's true of me. I did that. Right? Like I was at a bank for 6 years and it killed me. Because I didn't I knew that that wasn't me, but I I couldn't figure out like how to be me. You know what I mean? And right. and make money. Yeah. But that's part of a broken society system more so than it is like that gets away from the concept of identity i think that's more like america or that's like yeah you know economic systems and whatnot yeah i mean but then i think about so think about my what Mm -hmm. so i am cody and i feel that i was created to create but then take the fact of me of the what I do like right. I am a uh YouTuber I am a podcaster I am a New Yorker like I you know those things part of that flip side that I was talking about of do I truly find my identity in you know Christ mm-hmm. but you know I was I was pondering on this this morning mm-hmm. it's like yeah those are pieces of my external identity in the fact of like if people ask like what do you do? All that type of stuff. And, you know, where, where you, where do you live? You know, that, all those things. But just thinking about them, yes, I live in New York or I am a New Yorker, like whatever, like that type of thing. But I'm failing at being a New Yorker. Like I'm yeah. not like I'm here, but I'm not making it. Mm-hmm. I make YouTube videos. I am a YouTuber, but 
I'm failing at being a YouTuber or like I haven't succeeded yet, I guess. And I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And like I haven't made it as as a filmmaker Mm -hmm. to the point where I can rest on my laurels essentially of like just know that my that my uh, livelihood, my income, my the things that I'm safe. So if I was to like think about that. I am confident in who I am in all of these things, even though technically none of these things are actually well, successful to the point that others, that you know, that it would be impressive to uh, to outward you know appearances in the fact of like, oh my gosh, like you know, yeah, you're you're rich or you're doing that or whatever. Well, that goes to your point that external validation doesn't make you who you are. Yeah, right. And so- that's that's what I'm saying is like I do. It's like, yes, I love doing all these things and I do all of these things and I make, you know, those are my what's. Um, But I am fully confident in who I am as Cody because my identity is not wrapped up in the success of any of the what's. Mm -hmm. They're wrapped up in the success of my heart, in the success of my, who I am at my core and the, like... I also uh, how think, I love, you know, whatever yeah, things like that. I also think you just are um, very blessed to have the self-confidence that you have. I think not very many people have that or even know how to have that, myself included. <laughs> um, so maybe that plays a part in that a little bit. I don't know. As, yeah. as far as like, is it is it that you're not placing your identity in those things or is it just that you are self-confident? But where does self-confidence come from? Heck if I know. I don't I, have I mean, it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I know, but I think that self-confidence comes from knowing who you are. Maybe. Because it is. It's confidence in self because you ultimately know who you are. Yeah. I guess so. And I would say, you know, I know I know into the core of who I am. But how? What does that even mean? Well, because I I know through through my decades of experience and experiencing the mystical mm-hmm. i am fully confident in in my personal belief in the existence of god and so i have no problems like not that i don't ever doubt you know or any or have no, doubts I, or anything like that yeah. but ultimately i have had too many spiritual and mystical experiences to you know uh, to come to the conclusion that God doesn't exist. And well, I what- have too, but I'm still not confident in that. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I I think like we have the same beliefs and I've experienced, not we haven't experienced the same things, but like the same things. And I don't have that confidence. I don't have that like identity, strength or whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't have that. Yeah. I have never had that. So like, I think it it's, something different than that or maybe it is that and i just who i am just doesn't get it yeah i don't know you know i find validation or i find like pieces of who i am in like what i'm doing right now which is sharing process Mm -hmm. i think that that is a core of who i am Mm -hmm. but and i could keep going and name like 10 other things of who i think that i am but when you strip everything back i think that that core of being created to create by my creator mm-hmm. is is who I am, what I put all of my self-worth in and self-confidence in, and that is unwavering 
because my not my belief is unwavering but the thing i believe in is unwavering yeah and i think ultimately because all of that is wrapped up in something much larger and much the image of perfection which i am not Mm -hmm. then i'm okay with being imperfect because ultimately my identity is in something i consider perfect yeah i think for me or like i've always said this to you like i don't i don't know who i am but i know who i'm not Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that's like, it's a different approach, I guess, maybe. Like, I I can't tell you who I am, but I can tell you what I've tried and hated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I think, uh, I don't know if that's just a different approach of finding an identity or if that's just like personality differences or whatever. But I can't tell you who I am, but I can certainly tell you who I'm not. Right. I also feel like there's a piece of me that, feels like I can't really tell you who I am until I've tried everything because who how do I know how do I know that I'm not supposed to be like I I get on these like uh well I guess they're just like dream fantasy whatever's but I for a long time I said like I'm pretty sure it's my destiny to be a stand-up paddleboard person like Mm -hmm. whatever you call them a supper a supper um like, I was, like, so passionate about it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is, like, my destiny is to be a stand-up paddleboarder. I don't really know why. You've never even <laughs> done it. I've never even done it. Nor have I really – I do want to. I think it'd be a fun form of exercise. But, like, to say it's, like, my passion is kind of absurd. Or, like, um, like I've decided I don't even know how many times that I'm going to be, like – a book cover designer or and I don't design nor do I really have a huge passion to learn design I wish I could I wish it was natural to me but I don't I don't I don't want to develop the skills badly enough Mm. right so I know I don't want to be a designer I don't know why that's been a thing that I wanted to do you know what I mean like I I but I feel like that's that's it for me is like I I haven't tried everything so I really can't tell you who I am which is wrong because I'll never be able to try everything. Like, I know that it's wrong, but that's yeah. kind of like how I view it. Like, how can I tell you who I am if I haven't tried everything to know? I mean, but those are all what's. Well, yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, At the core, I don't know who I am because I don't, I don't know. Like, I have changed my what many times. Yeah, but you're still at the core. This is what I'm saying, I guess. I don't know how to know who I am at the core. I mean, I obviously have my, like, beliefs in that. But, I mean, it's essentially what I what I have done. So, it's like, not really, I don't think, productive to say, well, you are a daughter of Christ and you need to put right. your, Right, like, I mean, I logically already know that. Yeah. And I still feel this way, so. Like, I, other than that, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's kind of like we've talked about before. I have very simplistic uh, solutions to things, like, just do it. Yeah, very practical. You know, you. like, so whenever they're more uh, complicated than, you know, I don't know, just do it. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I. Um, possess the experience to be able to articulate how you can right. find deeper inner meaning. I can share my ex- my personal experience and how I have come to the point of being, you know, very self confident in in 
who I am. Right. But that, I mean, that's me. So. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I, I think um, those two things are probably the reason I'm not a very good person to speak on identity. Well, I think you're a great person <laughs> to speak on identity because I think that there are way more people like you than there are like me. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I think that most people in, at least in my Western context of knowing people, mm-hmm. most people find their identity in how much money they make. Right. Or they find their identity in what others think that they, how much money they make. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that's the core of it. You know, they ask like, what do you do? You know, and it's like, yeah, sometimes those are like, oh, you have a really interesting yeah. job. But ultimately it's like, how much money do you make? Mm-hmm. And the, these external motivations, you know, we were actually having a conversation with um, a group of friends earlier uh, this week about. I said, I don't understand watch culture. Yeah. And just like really expensive watches, like people just buying, you know, $30,000 on the minimum, like mm-hmm. watches, like th- there are watches that are hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that is like something, it's not that I don't understand a person being like highly interested in the art of watchmaking and they see the true like value of like this artisan piece of timekeeping mm-hmm. and you know all of that type of stuff i'm i'm placing that aside because i think that most people mm-hmm. this is my opinion i think that most people who spend tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars on watches do not buy them because they are you know connoisseurs of, of the art of time peacemaking yeah what they are doing is saying i'm rich yeah or i have the appearance of being rich let me show you how rich right. i am and you know whenever we were having this conversation um someone said that well yeah well i mean it, it, it's it's kind of you can explain it like this you know it's like you you have the ability to buy a car and you know show like you know you are can be able to buy that car um, you know, and a watch is the same way. It's like you can't take your car into the meeting. So if you take your watch into the meeting, you know, people it's a know physical representation of your uh, income Range bracket Rover or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I'm saying I don't understand that in like in culture is the fact yeah. that that people have feel as though you have to find your identity in how much money you make. Yeah. And that you are looking you know if you are in the room and you look over and you see somebody with the $50,000 watch and now you are way more interested in talking to that person mm-hmm. than you are the guy over there wearing a swatch i think that one i think that that's unhealthy mm-hmm. for you as a human two i don't want to be like I, I think about now if i am the person and i bought a $50,000 watch and i'm wearing it do I want people, do I genuinely want people to to come and talk to me and find out who I am and take an interest in who I am because of the amount of money that right, I make I think that, versus who I actually am? I think that can kind of speak into um, the celebrity culture and why so many celebrities become very reclusive and like, you know, whatever, because they don't actually know who's there for them and who's there for their right clout exactly which is a bummer and i think that you know so taking that example and rolling with it is whenever you know in that celebrity you know ideal 
whenever you are finding your identity in being a celebrity, mm-hmm. you have to keep up appearances and you are, you are constantly not, um, in con- what's the opposite of content in you're constantly not content in, um, <laughs> you know, I think there's not a, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> uh, like you are constantly, you know, not content with, with what you have right. because you are finding so much validation in being a quote unquote celebrity or mm-hmm. living a celebrity lifestyle. And so you have to, you know, every celebrity culture has its own things. You yeah. know, it's like for the rap celebrity culture, it's like right. the chains, you know, it, it's like you, you got to be wearing a hundred thousand dollar necklace to let people know I can afford a hundred thousand dollar, you know, necklace, mm-hmm. you know, but in other things, it's going to be a car you know, or a car or a house bag. or, you know, whatever it is, yeah. the, those things, I guess the core of my belief in that is one, the psychology of it and, and just the fact that you, I, I don't know many people or I don't see many examples of people who genuinely buy those things because they are so you know, bought into yeah. like the, the artistry of well, I the think, thing. I, I think that there can, be, there can be some. And I also think on some level, most people think that they are that, but we live in such a surface level, uh, life mm-hmm. that nobody actually asks themselves the deeper questions. Like it's not hard to figure out your motivations on things. If you actually face who you are, you know, but like none of us do that. So I think, I think it's probably mostly that is that we're just not, not even self-aware enough to realize how strange the culture is Yeah, in that. It reminds me of the like statistic or example of NFL players. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact number, but there is a high percentage of people who l- retire mm-hmm. from the NFL and are bankrupt within like five years, like yeah, very like very soon after. And these, you know, are men who, you know, made depending on which what level they are. But I think the average like salary or something is around forty million dollars. Yeah. You know, for their for their career uh, of three of uh, the average NFL career is three years, and it's, it's not like, bad money, you know. You know, and even if let's forty million, ten million, five million, mm-hmm. like. Those are all numbers that shouldn't, you know, shouldn't lead to bankruptcy with less than a decade, including your career time. Yeah. And it is, again, all built up in this image of uh, uh, identity. I think it's, I think it's uh, identity and character. I think that you also, because when you're thrown into that kind of uh, life, you um, you almost have no accountability, and mm-hmm. so you don't develop character. Mostly, I mean, you right. can't say that of all of them, but yeah, I, I think it's also a lack of character. But again, you can say that about everybody. Like, how do you build character? You build character by self awareness. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and how many of us are actually self aware? Yeah, not that many. Well, to kind of wrap that up, though, the reason that most the reason that that statistic is so high of so many of them going bankrupt is in my opinion, most likely because their 
identity and their self-worth is wrapped up in the image mm-hmm. or the per, you know the way that others perceive them and their success. And so instead of saying, all right, I got three years, I made $25 million, you know, I can buy this house for $300,000 and I can, right. you know, live this life and I can set myself up to live a really good life for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more so, but I am a NFL football player. Yeah. I need to be living in this $2 million mansion or, or more. Probably more. Um, I need to have this you know, $40,000 watch, I need to be driving this car because that right. is, that is what other people expect of me as an NFL well, player. Well, and also if you think about it, when they retire, their identity is stripped away from them. Right. So what yeah. else do they have? They have their money and they can like make people, they can make themselves feel important in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be, I mean, if, if you really just think about that, like if you are a, top level like you're you're I mean, a you've nfl trained pro, your whole life to be an nfl working player. like your whole life you made it and you are the top of your game and you are now on this national level playing this game hopefully i'm assuming you absolutely love and you find so much mm-hmm. identity like mm-hmm. your identity is wrapped up in being a professional football player but that identity only lasts you three years. And so whenever it's done, and not only what is left? Just three years. It's like prime of your life. Right. I mean, you're only, what, 30s? Most of them when they retire. Like, I think, isn't, um, I don't know, football people. Isn't, I don't know. What's his, Tom Brady is the. Well, they're out, you know, I think those sports talk with Cody and Sarah. Those, they, uh, <laughs> they lie outside the statistics. That, no, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, he's not normal. Right. Oh, yeah. It's definitely late 20s, early 30s type. So you think about your identity, who you are, the thing you've done your entire life is football. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you have to retire before you're even 40, you know, like you still have half your life to live. (laughs) And also it's not really, I mean, there are strategy and things like that, that you can apply to other places, but Football doesn't really like, you know, look, I mean, what are you going to do after that? Yeah. I I just, there's, you know, so they have money and that's it. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I guess like you could be a sports talker. What are they called? Right. But think about, (laughs) yeah, a commentator Commentator, or or whatever. But it's like, there's only so many of those spots to go around. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Like, how many options do you have to, you know, continue in the space of your identity and things like that? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, not that many, it doesn't seem. So I I posed the um, topic idea of talking about identity to the AV club. And Parker said, how do you stay authentically you when you're surrounded by continual subconscious influence? Hmm. Yeah. I think, well, okay, so I say I don't know who I am, and it's true, and I have, like, a struggle with identity that's true, but I also, if there's one thing I value, it's authenticity. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can feel when I'm not being authentic to myself, even if I don't know who that is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is very, like, internal and 
ethereal and like not really something tangible, you know? Um, but I think intuition is a really big part of that and just like knowing your heart. I, I, I feel like maybe it's self-awareness, but I feel like self-awareness and intuition, like you can just feel when you're not being true, right? Yeah. And and I think... Yeah, I mean, you definitely... I think I think you just have to like constantly be checking yourself and checking your motives and checking the why behind what you're identifying with because um you can tell when you're lying to yourself <laughs> like it's it's impossible to lie to yourself because right. even if you're lying to yourself you know you're doing it you're like yeah well screw you i'm going to do what i want self you know mm-hmm. um i think that's probably probably mostly it is just i i just have pretty good intuition and i very highly value authenticity so i can tell when i'm not being authentic to who i am yeah even when i don't know who i am is yeah i think that a lot of being like not being authentically you mm-hmm. um i think comes from not truly being confident in who you are because those external basically i think that whenever we whenever we struggle with that as humans those are moments that we are finding too much identity or finding too much validation in the opinions of others Mm -hmm. and that is why you're changing yourself you're putting on a mask to fit in with those others and so if you walk into a room of people who you know uh, let's just take the high school and stereotypes and let's say you know you walk into a room of like sports bros and they love and identify with sports and you are a like it's you love superhero culture and comic books and stuff like that. And whenever you're in that environment and you change yourself to, you know, not talk about those things, to not present that part of who you are and, you know, start to take more of an interest in the things, you know, this, you know, the sports bros interest. I think a lot of that comes because you don't want to be rejected Mm -hmm. and you care a lot about what those that group of people thinks about you um and i'm not saying that it's easy to not think that Mm -hmm. like i think that may be one of the hardest things to do as humans is to truly find confidence in who you are and the things that you you know that make up who you are and not be afraid to be authentically you in all environments. Yeah. I mean, I I think that some of that might even just be our primitive evolutionary brain and the fact that by, if you don't fit, like, primally, Mm -hmm. if you don't fit in with the in-group, then you may starve. You're at risk. you You are at risk for violence you are at risk for not um you know getting your fair share of of the pie uh you know let's say yeah and things like that and, and so i think maybe a lot of those fears are primal fears that maybe. that we have to like combat and know and realize i don't like need their validation yeah for my personal health and safety 
I also think, though, a little bit of a counterpoint, not exactly, because I do agree with that wholeheartedly. But I think some of like being, I think you can um, not not know who you are and still be authentically you. Like, I think yeah, mostly because I think that's me. I think um, like I don't know who I am, but I, I don't do things that aren't me. Like, I don't like get involved with groups that I like I could care less about superficial things or right. couldn't care less about superficial things. And like, I don't make a point of joining in on something that I just don't care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that though still stems from knowing who you are through knowing who you're not like Maybe. you. And maybe it's a little different than identity. Yeah. Maybe because even though you feel as though it, at, at the core you don't know who you are, but at the same time, you have already figured it out. You've already figured out and you've already um, came to your own conclusion mm-hmm. that you know that your identity is not found in the validation of others around you. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't affect you. It's like you've already basically checked that one off the list. I guess maybe. That's true. I never thought about that. And it's not that I I think that you care what others think of you more than like I do. I think everybody does. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But at the same time, you aren't driven to action based, based on the validation of others. That's true. I'll like beat myself up about it a little bit, but I won't. I won't actually give in to peer pressure. Yeah. I that is one thing about me. I have never really given in to peer pressure. I'm very against it because it feels inauthentic. Right. I'm not going to like something just cuz somebody else tells me to. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think just using intuition and just like knowing your heart and self-awareness like you can tell when you're not being true to who you are and like that's how and I think being honest with yourself about your shortcomings and your failures and your weaknesses is how you stay how you find your identity without letting external things affect it yeah ultimately what i believe is for true identity for for the person that you truly are is putting it in something bigger than yourself yes no matter what like i think i think one of the keys to a fulfilling life is a story outside of you mm-hmm. i think regardless again regardless of your uh faith or anything like that just like living for something that actually is bigger than anything you'll ever do is paramount to having a fulfilling life i think it doesn't really make sense if you're just like chilling yeah (laughs) you know like um there's a book by donald miller that talks about like the the elements of story and that pretty much in hollywood in any story um there's like seven character arcs i guess is what they're called like seven Mm -hmm. plot lines you know and it's like what makes a great story it has to have these five or six or seven elements 
that every single story plotline has. You know, there's the villain, there's the hero, there's the character arc, there's the f- tragic flaw, whatever they are. Um, I don't think, I don't know if any of those are the actual <laughs> ones, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and um, in every story, the main character is part of a story bigger than themselves. They, they, you know, like have to save the world and they can't do it on their own. They need their mm-hmm. friends or whatever. Like they are part of a story that is bigger than themselves. And I think just apply that to life, you know, like you have to be part of a story that is bigger than you. Otherwise, your life will be unfulfilling in some way. Mm-hmm. Or a constant battle a constant chase because yeah because you're looking for that fulfillment and you're not finding it in yourself because you never will yeah like we're all flawed human beings and it drives you into you know it could drive you into you know like the hustle culture of like yeah you need like you can never take a break because you're finding so much validation in the what you're doing in the work yeah and in that you know you have to do it 24 7 and if you ever take a day off then you're getting behind and whenever that is your identity. That's the way you're going to feel. You're right. Whenever it's, you know, y- your identity is wrapped up in the income bracket that you're in. That's every decision is going to be based off of that. And right. ultimately the amount of money you make contributes so little to how, what who you're, you are, who you are and, and how happy you and are. how happy you are. Yeah. And so those are all things that are lies of our culture that <laughs> many, many people have, learned and shared and yet almost all of us yeah are like yeah but it's probably different for me yeah and totally. so like well chase i mean it i anyway. even feel that way like you because the people who are sharing those things are the people who have made it right like the celebrities who do have the millions of dollars they're the ones saying like hey look it's not actually as good as it seems and you're like yeah but you're sitting with your millions you know <laughs> and like i'm over here with like dozens <laughs> yeah but you also think about looking at People who are not in those income brackets, people that are, you know, one, either live in bad economic countries and how content they are, how happy they are with everything that they have. Two, there are plenty of of stories, even in America, of people who have found who they are outside of their job and their contentment leads them to living a much happier life, you know, doing whatever you know lowly job example you want to throw in yeah than the millionaire and the ceos of at the top who can never you know find happiness because it, they're constantly searching for it in something that will never bring it yeah i don't disagree i'm just saying it is hard to swallow it whenever the person who's telling you is sitting in their millions you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all but i know it's true obviously yeah there's a reason that so what is identity? Literally don't know. It's both and, neither or. Neither That's, nor. Yeah. It's both and, neither nor, or, either or. Something. It's everything and nothing. Yeah. I think maybe that's it. Maybe that's the conclusion is that you it, that the downfall comes whenever you put your identity in one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Here's actually, wow, okay. I just had like 12 epiphanies. Okay, that reminds me of a quote 
Again, I don't know who it's by and I don't know the whole thing, but basically it was saying that um, like a person should know how to change a flat tire, how to change a diaper, how to design, how to um, reconcile bank accounts, how to, you know, whatever. There was like a list of like 20 or 30 things. Um, And it said um, at the end, it said mastery is for insects. Or something like that. Mm. Um, but like people should be well-rounded individuals. Yeah. I think that's it. Like not necessarily about identity, but I think it like coincides, you know, like mm-hmm. you, maybe your identity should be about learning as much as you can and like, you know, being as kind as you can and like understanding other human beings. Maybe yeah. that's my identity. That sounds like me. <laughs> is your identity in how you love? Maybe. I will say that is like the most important thing to me is like how I treat my people. That is actually probably a core thing of me is how I love. Not you, but. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who I would be if people thought I was mean. That's true. Like if I I have a crisis when somebody says that I'm a terrible thing instead of like, oh, you're so nice or kind or sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet is one that like I would call as an identifier of me. I've been called sweet my literal entire life. Yep. So, like, if somebody if somebody comes and says, like, you're a terrible human being who manipulates others and blah, 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 I just, like, break down. <laughs> Deer in headlights, like, oh, my God, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably true. And now you're my sweet, sweet lover. Oh, God. I know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a eye roll for the people listening. An, an audio eye roll. Yeah. Anyway, have, identity is any is is everything and nothing, and anything you want it to be, but also not everything you want it to be. <laughs> I don't know if we have. I feel I feel just as confident in what identity is as I started, mm. but I mean I'm pretty like like the whole thing I. It may be an anomaly. Possible. Because I feel pretty strong in in, in identity. Yeah. Like, I always have. You know what the thing about, and this is this is more of a church faith thing than like, you know, outside of that. But people say like, oh, just put your identity in God, right? Like how? Nobody can tell you how, really. It's just like how everyone says, like, oh, you just need to love yourself. Okay. Like, I haven't been trying. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, how, how do you just do it? Maybe that's my problem, is that there's no, like, definitive answers for how you find identity in something healthy or how you, I don't know. I mean, I think it comes with just seeking those things. It's almost like... 
uh, a little bit of like just starting, a little bit of faking it till you make it, and a little bit of genuinely seeking the yeah. like those things for yourself. You know, it's like if it is, you know, loving yourself, you may not believe it, but you can start with something. You know, it's like what is it's like, okay, let me look at this person who loves themselves well mm-hmm. and just start mimicking things that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, they uh, work out, you know, five times a week. It's like, well, maybe I'll just I'll just start there. I'll work out five times a week. I hate it. I hate myself, but I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And see if that changes something. And you're like, okay, well, they also, I don't know, do face masks and get massages, you know, every quarter. It's like, you know, I don't know, just throwing things out there, but right. it's like looking at people who do those things and emulate what they do until you truly believe it. Yeah, maybe. You know, and, and it's like, if you aren't truly, you know, for the Christian side of it and finding your identity in, in God, it's like, well, if you aren't seeking after God, then you aren't going to magically find your identity in, in God. I agree. Okay, I agree with that statement. I also agree that you can still not find your identity and be seeking him, though. Or at least in personal experience. Yeah, I mean, I... You don't know. I know. Don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying people say, like, oh, just do this. Like, cool like i haven't thought of that okay (laughs) you know what i mean like i think it's more difficult than just a a simple statement oh yeah because it's always easier said than done yeah but that's the thing like how people say like well like you said it to me this morning like oh you just don't worry about that (laughs) okay (laughs) again eye roll for the like it's just not even a thing that's like people say these statements like those kinds of things like oh just don't be anxious like, <laughs> i don't really have control over that <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like um like you just need to love yourself or whatever it's it's just so much it's so ethereal and elusive and not like helpful i guess to say like Oh, all you need to do is this very simple thing that is not simple at all. But nobody can say like, okay, this is like, here's some practical advice of how you can start doing this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's never that. Yeah. I mean, I think the the practical advice is start. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I'm I mean, like you're saying so like, elusive. yes, it's like, yeah, right. It is way easier said than done but that is the thing with everything it's like if you truly want something if you truly value something and you want change in your life it's not going to be done by saying it's going to be done by doing right and so if you're stuck in anything yes you shouldn't start by doing the end result you should start with step one step Mm 1.1 it's like you're being paralyzed by step two, three, four, five, or it's paralyzed by the end result mm-hmm. instead of just doing step 1.1. Right. And I think that ultimately that's that's the practical advice is, is you have to start. Yeah. You have to make a change. Yeah. 
I don't disagree. I'm just saying the the a statement of okay, for example, let's not even use church, but the statement of well, don't find identity in your job. Okay, but like how? What else? Well, you know be- what I mean. Like that, it's it's like so much easier to say don't find identity in your job than it is to say here's how you find identity. We right. can't we can't articulate it. None of us can. And so I think like, you know, I I just think, yeah, like that's nice or whatever and like a good reminder, but how do you even start finding that for yourself? I don't know. Well, that's the thing is that no change ever comes about by stopping Mm -hmm. doing something. Yeah. It's by starting to do something else. And there's a quote by, I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert. And she says like, no transformation happens until you until a or no like transformation can happen in your life until you get tired of your own bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably it. You just have to like let yourself not in a this is going to sound like in a very self-destructive, self-sabotaging way, but you kind of just have to let yourself hit rock bottom before you finally realize like oh, okay this sucks. I think I need to be different now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess it's all a process. I mean, I think it's like, don't find your identity in what you do. It's not about, it's not about, okay, I I stopped finding identity in what I do. Right. It's more so you're going to have to go on a journey of finding identity somewhere else. And so it's like, it's not, you're not changing by not doing something, you're changing by doing something else. Yeah. And so looking for more sustainable and healthier things to put your identity into mm-hmm. and ultimately finding the core of yourself, I think is, is yeah. really where it all is. Like y- you, you have to find your core mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, find identity through that um, for ultimate, like, self-actualization or something yeah anyway anyways i don't again i really don't know if we made it um to any sort of answer (laughs) but we did have fun on the journey (laughs) if you have any other thoughts about identity where what is identity where does identity come from you know where does your identity come from um you can hit us up on the uh underneath the youtube video if you're watching this on youtube um or you can uh tweet at us at at deeply curious fm um or over on the jensen av club um and if you want to help support this show and get deeper access and exclusive member perks you can go over to jensen av dot club yes thank you to all of our um, av club members and we will see you next week Bye.